You wake up in a cold sweat. This bed is not your own, and looking around, this room is not your own. As you shuffle out of bed and closer to the door, you hear noises coming from downstairs. You slowly open the door and creep down the staircase where you see three guys sitting around a table talking about an old TV show called Fringe? Why, it's four, Saf! Today we're talking about Season 4, Episode 5 of Fringe, Novation. My name is Charlie, and joining me today are David and Nick. Oh, I'm David! Oh, what's up? I'm Nick. <laughs> How d- fucking dare you not go along with that? <laughs> Dude, it wasn't even ghosts! <laughs> I was a ghost. Yeah, I was just going with, like, the happy-go-lucky dude sitting around the table. If anything, that's more terrifying. <laughs> like a serial psychopath. A serial killer you to talk about Fringe. <laughs> yeah, you're going to sit down here, you're going to put these ropes on, and you're going to listen to Fringe for the next hour and a half. Oh, God. <laughs> We're starting with Bound. <laughs> <laughs> the true nightmare. <laughs> Now, let me, let, let's start off by yelling about Bound for a half hour, followed by how wrong Nick's takes are on what is a good episode. No, today we're starting off with how David is actually a separatist. <laughs> Listen, I said no to those questions. And yet. Also, suppose, supposedly the NDP is more separatist than the separatist party. <laughs> we were doing some of the uh, political compass quizzes before we started recording to see where we sat. And, um... On the 2D graph, I was sat right on top of Canada's separatist party. Um, But on the 3D graph, I am very not on top of where they are. (laughs) Because in Canada, the third axis is just about Quebec's autonomy. Autonomy. Anemonemony. Soon we're going to need a fourth graph that measures your um, acceptance of Alberta's separation over time. Oh jeez! <laughs> and the I'm, I'm it'll still, be I'm still... in favor of Alberta's autonomy on the bottom, and then the left will be gas prices. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still I'm still so pleased because we didn't know it was a 3D graph until I'd finished. And David and I were talking and being like, "Man, you know what the third axis needs to be? Whether or not you want Quebec <laughs> to separate." Because uh... <laughs> otherwise, it makes no sense that I would be aligned with them. <laughs> It's also and, and guess what the third axis was. <laughs> it's also weird because there's two questions about Quebec separatism in the quiz, and number one is should Quebec separate from Canada and become their own country, and then the second one is should the Canadian Charter formally recognize Quebec as a nation, which makes it sound like they would still be a part of Canada, but we're retroactively saying they were a country. It'd be like an EU situation, I think, is what that question yeah. was about. Canada Canada just becomes the Republic of Canada. Um, yeah, basically. Um, no, that see, would Quebec, be, Quebec would, that be would be drafting be the... this up, and then um, Raleigh, Carolina would send in a draft saying, no, we've already signed your independence away. <laughs> That's a joke only Nick gets. Um, that second option would be the best for me because I really don't want to find out what happens if Quebec separates to my citizenship. <laughs> well, no, it'd be all future people born in Quebec wouldn't automatically get Canadianship. I feel like Quebec would fight for the retroactiveness. <laughs> like that would be something I Quebec wants. Really, you don't you don't think Quebec wants to pull everyone back to Quebec if they separate and be their own nation? Be impossible though. They're 
population wise. Yeah. Um, I think they would fight for their expaths, is just what I'm saying. I would find it really funny for the several, like, Canadian historical museums that are in Gatineau. Um, what would happen to those? <laughs> yeah, what oh, would no, happen Ke- to those? Quebec is giving up Gatineau. No one wants it. <laughs> it Gatineau it gets to be a city no state. <laughs> it, get, it becomes no <laughs> man's land. Get- Gatno is just the like, yeah, it's, it's Gatno is the demilitarized. There was really, really bad relations oh, no. between between uh, Canada and, and Quebec. They're the demilitarized zone. Whenever you go in, a someone's got str- someone's got to hold you so they don't grab you and pull you in. A kid strolling along Ottawa with their dad. It's like, Papa, what's the Shadowland over there? And Papa's like, Oh, that is Gatno. We don't go there anymore. <laughs> We never wanted to go there in the first place, but we really don't go there anymore. Hey, hey, Charlie, good news Good news for you from all of this. Um, you should be in favor of Quebec separating because then you're right about the, uh, the, they do, the, the, the political leaders don't have to speak two languages. <laughs> Didn't Boom, say all solved. political Only leaders. need to know English I mean, anymore. Also, what about New Brunswick? Fuck them. What about, <laughs> what about the East Coast? <laughs> they speak French out there too. Yeah, but yeah, but David, they're not as pretentious about it as the as the Quebecers are. That's fair. Also, you Quebecers. <laughs> who yeah, says that? W- people who don't want to say when flowery they, when they separate, Do you think we're still going to call them Quebecois, uh, or is the English going to make it terrible? Quebecers just sound so. The English wrong. already made it terrible. <laughs> we call it they... Quebec. Quebec. Quebecois. <laughs> Anyways, oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that most of our audience is American and has absolutely no fucking clue why we're talking about this. Canadian politics season. We're talking about oh. this audience because we're having an election soon, and it's going to be a. It's ah yeah, oh, such a long, arduous campaign of the legal minimum <laughs> required. <laughs> Because the governing party went, you know what will get us a majority government? Calling an election in a pandemic. Okay, that so turns voters. Okay, Americans, a majority gov- or a majority government is when the party who is the in power has the majority of the votes. You may think, wait, have- that doesn't make any sense. Isn't that how you win? Uh, we have more than two parties, so a party can get more votes than anyone else but still not have the majority of votes more importantly we have two parties that garner votes uh (laughs) (laughs) i don't know ndp's kind of up there nowadays well yeah no that's that's what i mean oh okay. it's not unprecedented for an additional person to get like even one vote or something insane yeah if only jack layton didn't die I honestly think if Jack Layton didn't pass away, we would have had an NDP, at least a minority government. Jack Layton would have been prime minister at some point if yeah. he, you know, tragically did not get cancer and died. And got replaced with Montclair. Oh my God, what a, what a, what a replacement. That, that mustache would have led Canada to a new golden age. Fight me. <laughs> Dude, do you realize how many times um, specifically Ontarians would have brought up the uh, the Ontario NDP government that happened that one time and just been like, look what they're going to do at a federal level. <laughs> look at what the conservatives are doing at every level. <laughs> Wait, what? No, I know, but I'm just saying. 
Yeah, I, none of us are aligned with the conservative party here. So if that's what you listen yeah. to us, audience, you're at the wrong podcast. <laughs> Fuck right well, no, off. Feel free to still... How did no, you feel free to don't still listen. Water. We're just Fuck not going right to agree off. with your political views. <laughs> don't want none of you people. <laughs> well, David, wow, I'm glad that David, you just have your audience. Excluding people? What a conservative mindset. <laughs> I do think I'm the most right out of the three of us, so this tracks. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that you're a radical right leftist, uh, David. You're, you're the most right out of the three of us, David. Yeah, not the well-off white guy. <laughs> Interesting. Like, Don't just, worry. No. Just based purely off the studies and percentage points, probably Nick. <laughs> But it's not. We have our compass. Surprisingly, I am the most socially progressive out of all of you. Yep. Sounds about right. Um, it's it's very confusing. You know what else is socially progressive and confusing? The TV guide. Also, that segue. Uh, the TV guide for this week reads, The threatening return of the translucent shapeshifters coincides with the reemergence of a former massive dynamic scientist played by Ari Gross. Meanwhile, Walter gets a visit in the lab from Nina Sharp. What an unfortunate nothing, last name. Nothing about <laughs> Peter in this TV guide. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's, he doesn't exist still. Like, don't worry he's about it. He's hardly in this episode. <laughs> Yeah. He really is hardly in this episode, but I feel like they're slowly um, reintroducing him. We're going to definitely, like, we, we all know there's going to be a Peter episode at one point. But, oh, yeah. Like, this isn't it. Yeah. Like, this, this in the is meantime, just, we, yeah. we open on Peter being brought into the FBI building. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, signaling a Peter episode, <laughs> but it was not to be. He is shown to a cell and Broyle stares at him. And he stares back. Royals doesn't even have to yell Bishop. <laughs> and we have a very Instead, he just goes in. We have a very weird, like, forty-five second scene with no dialogue, just them walking Peter to a cell and him going in. Yep. Yep. And then we cut to Olivia going into the lab to be like, Hey Walter, what's going on with you? Oh, why are you in this chair with an alarm clock going off hooked up to two IVs? Wait, why is that syringe getting depressed? What the fuck is going on? Well, isn't there also like a is... like a heart rate machine or something? Because there's like a beeping in the scene. No, that's as well. his. Uh, oh, yeah. That's the, his alarm clock. Oh, is it his alarm clock? I thought it was his heart rate because it speeds up. But it speeds up before the adrenaline gets administered, and when he presses the button on the clock, mm -hmm. the beeping stops. Okay, it's. I think enough. it's literally just an alarm I'm... to to, because he he says, oh. I'm going, I can't sleep anymore because the dude I've been seeing in my dreams is here. So I gave myself, what is it, sodium something? And Olivia's like, that. It's. Olivia's like, starts to it's say that. It's horse tranquilizer. It's. Yeah. <laughs> Olivia starts to say, like, oh, that sounds dangerous. And he's like, yes, it is a perpetuate. She's like, not what I was going to say, but not okay. <laughs> but he's like, it's cool. Yeah, this is the second time that Olivia's come into the lab and just found Walter performing definitely not okay for his uh Hey, at least this for his being alive states. At least this time he doesn't have an ice pick in his tear duct. <laughs> I would argue he might be closer to death with this one. Nick, what are you talking about? Just because it says horse tranquilizer doesn't mean it can't be used on people. 
Oh my god. <laughs> We're back to politics, I guess. No. 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 It's FDA approved. Yeah. I really no. thought um Only the human one is. No. <laughs> When we uh, first saw um, Walter there with the beeping, which I thought was a heart rate monitor, I really thought Olivia was going to walk in on him flatlining. Yeah, that's, that's what <laughs> that's I thought was. was. I thought it was just him going, oh, it's the only way I can feel again. <laughs> the only way I can sleep is to be dead. Have you seen that movie, Flatliners? Fascinating. <laughs> oh, fuck, I, I forgot to, about I had that. to see if the... They keep saying that it's my son. I had to. I had to go to the next world to see if he really was my son. <laughs> I had to die to see if my son was in heaven. I had but to go I showed to the... up in hell. I had to go to the plains of Wakanda to visit the spirits of my ancestors. <laughs> oh, that sounds a lot like cultural appropriation, right there, Charlie Walters. Hey, where do you think he got all the fancy tech from? Yeah, Wakanda. What you don't know, Nick, is that Wakanda is real. This is this is an MCU property. I I've, I forgot that now that Disney did insane things, <laughs> Disney owns Fox, which made Fringe. So technically, Disney owns Marvel and Fringe. I think you could Disney, put them in the same universe. I think Disney does own Fringe because Disney bought. Yo, Disney put Fringe up on on uh, fucking Disney yeah, Plus. Yeah, that. that's what yeah, I'm fuck. saying. Disney bought Fox, so Disney owns Fringe and Disney owns Marvel. Oh, so Disney you... specifically bought Fox's like everything but their news program specifically. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was but, um, it was 20th Century is what yeah. they purchased. Yeah, so they would own they would own Fringe. They should put Fringe up. Why isn't Fringe on Disney Plus? What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, but hey, who, that, that's that's neither who's going to watch Fringe. Uh, we are. It would make my yeah. life easier. <laughs> um, but yeah, hey, Walter's alive, um, and he gets to go and meet Peter, um, but not quite yet. Uh, instead, we get our like plot hook of the episode, I guess. Um, Shapeshifters. Yay, they're back. Yep. And hurriedly looking for something in someone's house. Yep. It's all very confusing. And here we also get the shapeshifters don't get their memories. So that shapeshifter who turned into Charlie was just a real fucking good liar, I guess? Nah, what you don't know is that Charlie actually had, like, daily recordings. Uh, that, like, end of the day, he did, like, a vlog um, that he just had for himself. Yeah, like, he had, he had a very detailed was like, oh, diary. Shit, all right. I just don't understand because this dude like figures it out so quickly. <laughs> like, she manages to play it off for a bit because she's like rummaging through stuff, and then the dude comes home and he's like, "Hey, babe, what's 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 going on? What's happening?" And she's like, "Oh, nothing. You know, I couldn't find the electricity bill. Yeah, that is a thing people do. Yes." We misplace our electricity bills. <laughs> and then, um, so he's like, okay, cool. Anyways, I'm going to go shower, I guess, or whatever. And he leaves. And then she continues to look. And she ends up going towards, I forget exactly what happens in the scene. But, like, he comes out again. And... Yeah, he goes to the well, shower. Yeah, she, and she... she grabs his keys. Yeah. She goes to the safe. Yeah. yeah. She opens the safe. And she's like, where the fuck's your research notes? He's like, I literally have no clue what you're talking about. Yeah. And then she throws him the on the ground, and he looks underneath the bed, and oh, hey, look, it's his dead girlfriend. Ooh. 
as he looks up well, at his dead girlfriend. Well, not before she starts to not be the appropriate skin, like, translucency for yes. a human. She does yeah. go translucent first, and he freaks the fuck out, which you should. That is the appropriate yes. response. Correct. Um, unfortunately, we don't get Scream to, like, you know, to cold open this time. But hey, we got pretty close to it. Oh, we get something uh, worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, because she throws him on the ground. He sees that his girlfriend is, in fact, dead, and she's got some weirdency on her face. And then, yeah, he's, like, lifted up against the wall, and the shapeshifter, I guess, unintentionally shifts back to a different identity. Uh, well, I, I think this know. is her original identity. Yeah. They Anyhow, they shift, and she's like, where's your research notes? You're going to tell me, or else I'm going to pop your eye. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then she pops it. Yep. Which is Yay. apparently one of the most painful ways to kill a man. Is to I'm assuming you don't die immediately eyes. from that. Oh, no, that's why it sucks. Yeah. Hey, it happened. Don't worry, he's probably dead now. Hopefully. Well, we know he's dead. We know he's dead, but also... Well, no, not at this time, we don't. <laughs> it was probably excruciating. Yeah, it sucked for a yeah. while, and then he died. But in the meantime, we have the cold open. Or, that was the cold open. We have the opening seat credits. That piss yellow with a tinge of blood. There we go. <laughs> I accept that one. <laughs> <laughs> right on the edges, where it belongs. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and we come back into uh, FBI headquarters, which still looks so weird and different because they're basically what, you know, other Fringe Universe had as their FBI headquarters. I really um, thought they were going to the other universe in that first scene because it looked so weirdly sci-fi. I'm like, this is not the regular universe we've seen. <laughs> hey, they got funding somehow without they, Peter yep. to advocate for them. I guess. Yeah, they, they got funding, and they got even more funding, we guess, um, because, you know, they don't have to just secretly operate on just one of the FBI's floors. They have, like, a lot more, it looks like. They were never secretly um, on a floor. They had, like, a bunch of people working for them. I think it was just fair. a clearance thing where, like, hey, what's on floor 13? They're like, fringe. We don't know what they do, though. It, they, they work on the outsides, I guess. <laughs> you know those X-Files? This is them. Because <laughs> the X Files exist in this universe, they the congressman said so. Yes, they mentioned the X designation. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, we have Walter um, out on an excursion for the second time in two episodes. Um, this time at the Fringe Building uh, to with Peter. Yep. Uh, for the first time, because he hasn't been allowed to see him yet. Well, also Peter's demanding or saying he he'll only talk to Walter, which I think is more why they're bringing him to. Bringing yeah. Walter to him because, like, hey, this dude knows highly classified information. How? Why? Well, what? Also, the fuck? he's he's claiming to be Walter's son, and they're like, "That's bullshit." You are ninety nine point seven percent related to him, probably through DNA analysis, but we'll see about that. And Walter's like, "Ah, oh, there's probably a third universe where he came from. That makes sense, right?" Yeah, that makes sense. Easy solution. <laughs> Which, like, really, why would you stop at two? Exactly. Well, the real the real answer is uh, how do you create a three way bri- uh, three way bridge? Ladders. Yeah, that's interesting though. <laughs> they they've only played around with two universes at all in Fringe, even though like there should be more to, more. Kind of interesting that they haven't gone that route. I guess it would just get too complicated. 
If you start having like four or five. Season five. If it just becomes Quantum Leap. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We've had this conversation. Um, yeah, no, that would, I, I don't think I would like that. <laughs> As we move closer and closer to season five, I love just being able to more and more go, what if this is what season five is, David? Hey, David, what if season five was just Lincoln? We've no one else. One. I think just we've Lincoln already talking this. to you. I would, no, it's got to be Lincoln stalking, like, his <laughs> partner's family or something. It just becomes criminal minds. Anyways, though, um, we have not not stalking, but uh, Peter pretending, you know, that there's a way bigger connection between him and Walter than Walter knows. And a slowly but surely freaking out of Walter as Peter explains more and more about, you know, hey, look, there were two universes. This happened. Um, but I don't know how I disappeared. Um, <laughs> you built Walter's this like, machine well, yeah, my- in a non-existent timeline now, sent me back. You made it so only I could use it, and Walter's like, "I didn't fucking, I didn't fucking make the machine. What are you talking about?" My son died, and then my other son died because no one, like, we dr- he drowned underneath the lake, and Peter's like, "Oh, the observer didn't pull you out," and Broyles goes, "Finally, so you discovered the observer, <laughs> except he didn't because somehow yeah. they didn't, they don't know about the observers." <gasps> I yeah, fucking nobody knows. Uh, either that, or they have a different name for the observers. They're just the bald men here. <laughs> how, uh, did, how does he know about Baldy McBaldface? <laughs> I think it's actually fucking insane that they don't know about the observers in this universe. That's nonsense. It is complete nonsense, because um, it's not like the observers were more careful, I'm guessing. Like, we still see them in the episodes. Yeah, and it's not like the, we, they only started noticing the observers after, like, the Peter situation. They have, like, pictures of them from before Peter was born. Like, come on. <laughs> they have paintings of them in full business suits going back to, like, the medieval era. <laughs> That's that's why that's why I'm a much bigger fan of they don't call them the I don't they don't call them the observers in this timeline and Peter does not explain what the observers are he doesn't go you mean the bald men and they all just go who the fuck are the observers in this universe all of the observers have luscious afros <laughs> um but yeah um. Peter gets like more and more desperate trying to be like okay this is that must be what the change is that must be what happened and Walter's very much not having it um and backs out asks to be let out and is gone yeah but it's okay no one has a chance to see if he's okay because Olivia gets a call from her favorite stalker slash serial killer Lincoln Lee <gasps> Yay. Lincoln Lincoln's Dude, like he's favorite back. character Lincoln's like yo what the fuck? The shapeshifters are back. <laughs> Why haven't you guys been on this more? What have you been doing? Why did I have to put out the APB for this? Why didn't Fringe have a continuous search looking for these cases? Olivia's like, oh, I thought we, because, I thought we got Lincoln, them all. Lincoln is the APB. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia asked Broyles, like, okay, so we got, we got like an automated search looking for any cases of like transparent skin and bros is like no but we got lee like manually sifting through every case report we ever get <laughs> like but you don't... but bro is why I'm like i don't know he creeps me out this way he's quiet <laughs> <laughs> this way we keep him to the side i like the idea of if we ever did another one like D uh 
or like fate style one shot for this lincoln would play one hell of a role oh my god lincoln's the main character it's you guys <laughs> taking <laughs> orders from him as he as he tracks down everyone who slighted his partner ever oh man he just plays it up as like oh these guys are drug smugglers they got like this foreign tech and then it just turns out to be other fringe agents that lincoln doesn't like and wants their kids <laughs> No, even even better. No, no, no. Even better than that. Um, it's actually just the parents of other kids that have bullied um, his partner's children. <laughs> why, Lincoln? Why would you do this? They bullied Danny. They can't bully Danny if they're orphans. <laughs> then they get bullied. Danny has one parent, <laughs> and it's me. <laughs> What about? It's okay. What we about sing, their mother? We sink the shapeshifters on their parents anymore. so that they still have parents afterwards. <laughs> They're just shapeshifters now. Oh, that's why he wants the shapeshifters to get the dad back. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, um, anyways, yeah, where are we in this episode? We <laughs> Lincoln, literally the start of Lincoln. Yeah. We we get our introduction of look, they're they're on yeah. the fringe team is on the case. Hey, look, Lincoln uh, found a transparent dead person, and they're like, oh, shapeshifters is back, and he's like, oh, we're in the home of Malcolm Truss, but he's such a beta cuck that he divorced his wife, but gave her the house and left it in his name, which can't be good for your credit, like at all. No. Um, no. and the dead guy isn't Malcolm Truss. He's Malcolm Truss's ex-wife's new boyfriend who was a mechanic. So he really died for nothing. Um, but the shapeshifter is looking for Malcolm Truss, and he's an old, massive, dynamic biotech research scientist who left like 10 years ago. And his research would be enormously out of date by now, you would have to assume. Yeah. Well, uh, no, because yeah, they... basically a massive nerd. Well, they stopped all research because William Bell like was like, hey, this doesn't pass the ethics committee tests, so we're not going to do it. Because apparently in this universe, William Bell gave a shit about ethics. <laughs> Interesting. Well, well yeah. no. So I have my own theory um, that in this universe, William Bell is very slightly more towards the other universe's side. So he stopped all research on this side and brought it over to the other side. Mm. Um, so that they'd have a like technological advantage. Okay. Because um, they already had one. <laughs> Like they were already more advanced. Um, here, we we brought we got some research, but also we got kind of close. But I didn't want them to actually develop this. You guys do it. Well, that seems to have backfired on him because the shapeshifter shows up at Malcolm Truss's actual house where he's GMOing his just, just flowers. having a good time gardening. Yeah, and his dog runs off because there's a, a Terminator nearby. Yeah, how, how do you think that... Well, actually, we probably learned the shapeshifters are probably still imperceptible to the dogs, but... Um, but she shows up and is like, hey, you're going to help me because I have a gun. Well, at first she tries to sell like, it, like, as in, like, oh, I'm from a group of people who really respected your work and we want you to continue it because you can help so many people. Look, I have ca I had cancer, but they fixed it. Oh, you're not going to... Okay, here's a gun. Here's Just, just fucking help me. Get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. Where are we going? <laughs> Is this where he gets really sad and talks about how he still loves his wife <laughs> no not yet. no we get that okay we, that... we hop to massive dynamic and get maybe one of the bigger info bombs in like a, a single line yes where um olivia and lincoln are waiting to talk to nina and in conversation it comes up that 
after Olivia's mom died, her and her sister were up and going to go to foster care. But mm-hmm. who comes up, swoops in, and takes custody of them? But Nina Sharp. <gasps> so oh Nina is actually Olivia's foster mom. Absolutely. Which like, makes sense because Olivia murdered her uh, foster dad in, or like her stepdad in this universe. Yep. So. Also, this might be a resolution to they, they 100% knew about the abuse and Nina felt bad about them knowing about the abuse and not doing anything about it. And this is her way of making amends for that. Yes. A little late, but like thought that counts. Also, it was probably going to be like absolute hell to try and get Olivia into a foster home when she murdered her stepfather. <laughs> I mean, that's just a lot of therapy for kids. They do they do they know she murdered her stepfather, or was uh, it like she just... shot I him? assume I assume that if you're taking a child into your home, you get to learn if that child has committed murder against parental figures. Yeah, was but you're also though? you're also a designated foster home for troubled children like yeah. that. Like, it's well, not like they just show up at your door fine. and go, yeah. hey, look, this kid murdered someone. Have fun. It's, Good luck. It, it, I would hope, and I know this isn't true uh, across the board, but most foster families are properly vetted and given access to resources to help cases like this. I would hope so as talking well. About, talking about real-life foster situations is probably going to make not just me, but all of us depressed. Uh, let's move on from that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, none of us have had that, so we can't just bum Nick out and laugh about it, unfortunately. All of us are going to be just very yeah. bummed yeah. out about it. It's not the like rule, racism. The rule is only Nick can be bummed out. <laughs> it's not like racism where we can all laugh, right, Nick? <laughs> right? <laughs> Let me pull up my political compass again. No, uh, no. <laughs> Looking back, Nick answered, I strongly disagree that racism is good <laughs> on the survey. I am not part of the People's Party of Canada. <laughs> I do not believe in racism. <laughs> oh, fuck the People's Party right. of Canada. <laughs> so, so annoyed they exist. For fuck's sake. Ugh. Yep, David. Just just imagine that it's a splitting off of more conservatives into two groups. I guess. Hey, do do uh, you remember when we were driving around in um in the university town once, and it, I think it was last election season or something, and there was a bunch of like political uh like uh ads oh, on people's all lawns. Th- all those old C- uh, PPC ones yeah i think it was eunuch because we were like looking at them and then one of them was like the heritage party or something oh fuck right the heritage party oh right and you were like you were like see you were like that sounds nice like a heritage party and i looked it up and like uh uh, no no that's not a good party no 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 that might have been me or we might have had the same conversation independent of each other because i also thought huh what's the heritage party and then I looked it up, and it's like a supreme alt-right organization that really doesn't like non-white, non-Christians. Yep. <laughs> I think it was one of you, I remember, because it was so funny, because it's just been going, what are they? And looking at them up and going, ooh, ooh, no. <laughs> never mind, never mind. <laughs> hey, that's what a multi-party system gets you, though. That's <laughs> yep. Bring better back the than rhino the alternative. Party. Better than the alternative. The Rhino Party had the yes. best platform. 
Yeah. Their their one platform goal was to repeal the law of gravity. <laughs> and also to flatten the Rocky Mountains so that all coasts could appreciate the sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> they were great. Uh, okay. All right. Anyhow, uh, they ask they ask Nina about Malcolm Truss, and she's like, "Oh, I don't know who the fuck he is, except I do." Be- plausible deniability. Plausible deniability. Let me look him up. Oh, look, I had his file right here, ready to go. He oh, look! Doing- now that I see his face, I remember him. He was doing shape shifting technology. Hmm. Well, no, he was trying. He was trying to stop cancer. Is what he was trying to. Yeah, do. he was doing cell replication uh, stuff. He was doing the opposite William, of yeah. that Spider-Man dinosaur villain. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, William Bell was like, "Oh, that's unethical." But I, I no, don't no, know no. in what ways it's unethical. The human experimentation, I, probably. I guess. <laughs> well, I, I like the idea of massive dynamic just having a Wobeb, a William Bell ethics board, and it's just William Bell. <laughs> it's just, I mean, William Bell kind of ruled that company like Elon rules his companies, so I feel like him saying <laughs> so, yeah, "stop just, doing something" is the final say. Yeah, it's 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 not like a it's not an REB, it's not like a research ethics board or anything. Now it's just a Wobeb. <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, no. William, Belly says, "Don't do this one." Okay, we stop it now. Yeah, and then um, that person gets a memo saying, "Don't call me Belly." <laughs> it's unethical. I have this entire building bugged, idiot. <laughs> See, that one passes the Webeb standards, so it's fine. But yeah, we find out Trust was working on something that could be applied to the human shapeshifting tech, which is probably why they're kidnapping him. And we learn that when we cut back to the car and she tells him why she's kidnapping him. Uh, basically being like, oh, hey, uh, other people like carried on your work after they found it. I had cancer and they cured me. But now look, I'm transparent. You can see my sternum. That's not supposed to be a thing. Please fix me. Fix me. <laughs> like I am a broken, pretend I'm a broken machine. Even though I'm person, fix me. I person, totally. <laughs> hey, I lost my electrical bill, like us people do. <laughs> that's that's the famous novel by Isaac Asimov, right? I person? <laughs> <laughs> you dream about electric sheep too, right? <laughs> oh man, have you read the the actual book? Like I haven't. It's on my reading list. I read. I think I've I, read. I've read a bunch of the Asimov sh- short stories, but I don't think I've read uh, specifically because it's um, it's the book that Street. it's the book that Blade Runner is based on. So yeah. I, I think I got about halfway through it once. But the opening is really really fucked up, and I I know that's the point of it. But they have <laughs> they have like it's akin to like a rotary dial phone, but you dial different numbers to get different pills, and the pills give you like oh a sense of gentle euphoria, or like. Like they just give you different moods, yeah. is a weird concept. And the main character's wife, he's like, "Why the fuck are you so sad?" And she's like, "Oh, I dialed up depression because I wanted to feel sad today." And he's like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna fix this. I'm gonna give you like gentle happiness, and we'll ramp you up." And then secretly dials the sense that your husband is always right, and gives it to her. And I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> That's a mood you can dial? 
Apparently. Basically, basic, basically, don't take any pills that anyone else offers you. Uh, well, I think that was a prescription like, situation. It's a little different. But it's just like this such a surreal, like, who the fuck thought of that thing? And then you're like, oh, right, Asimov, this will probably be a thing in 20 years. Oh, let's not think about that. <laughs> Alrighty, let's think um, about instead how um, Truss is being, like, He's hesitating because, like, the person's holding a gun on him, but she's like, oh, we'll pay you. We can continue on our work. you got to save me. And he's like, put the gun away. I'll help you because I'm a goody two-shoot. And I just gosh dang love my wife so much. Even <laughs> I though really we're, want we're to separated. Still not quite yet. Still not quite yet, Charlie, but you're on your way. Uh, <laughs> can we please talk about that now? Because it was No, no, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> it's, it's still another <laughs> seed. So we, still get, we still get another seed. <laughs> But first, we have to see how the FBI's internal communications is so fucked up that Peter can pull off the intercom panel in his holding cell somehow, hotwire it, and connect it to Lincoln's phone. <laughs> it's, that, is, that is the most beautiful, this should never work ever situation that I can think of. We're getting a weird, uh, because remember, Peter was supposed to be the engineer of the group. He was introduced Listen. in season one as the machines expert. Yeah. Listen, Charlie, do you have a 200 plus IQ? I don't think so. Neither does Peter. Yeah. Isn't it like 180 or something? Or, or 160? It's something high, yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, I love this because he gets so high and mighty where he's like, oh, yeah. I, they kind of burst in. He's like, oh, yeah, I know all about shapeshifters. And Bros is like, tell me what you know before I fucking kill you. And he's like, I know if you shoot them, they bleed mercury. And Bros is like, yeah, those are the old fucking shapeshifters. What do you know about the new ones? Peter's like, new ones? Uh-oh. Uh -oh. I have no relevant information on this. Well, this is interesting because they're like, because he interrupts them because they're talking about the memory disks. And they're like, we don't know what the fuck they are. And he's like, they're memory disks, idiot. And I then. I do not know this. And then they're like, yeah, they bleed mercury. I'm like, what about the new ones? New ones? He's like, yeah, the humanoid ones. He's like, wait, they weren't humanoid before? What? <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, it, I think the human ones means there's no, like, they're not a meld of machine and human like they were with the mercury I know, but ones. the way they phrase it makes it seem like before they were being sent like literal Terminators or something like gunmetal gray were. skeletons. These, so, so, yeah, versus these ones, which are very much just, yeah, no, the average person might have more tech inside of their body than the shapeshifter has. Yeah, it, um, it, it Depending on how many, you know, hip replacements they've had. It makes example. sense. But then also that... They d didn't find out the memory chips before and the other shapeshifters then, weirdly enough. Like, yeah, it just seems like knows. a weird thing Walter, for them to miss. Walter figured that out. Well, assuming that the shapeshifters still come and the other agents still come and try and, like, recover the bodies as best they can, like they do originally, Walter never has the epiphany moment with Astrid because he apparently doesn't have massive dynamic in this timeline where oh, hey, they're like a stegosaurus. They have a second brain in their ass. Because yeah. that's where they figured out like, where the other... Look how much stuff Peter did. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Whatever. Um... But hey, Peter gets to go work on shapeshifter tech again. Um, this time without murdering them. For, uh... Ooh. Yeah, so Peter's... Uh, and we focus back... Yeah, Peter hacks into... 
does does Peter hack in here, or do we go back to Mr. No. Cuck? We, we focus over to Walter briefly. Um, okay. Walter looking through the mementos of Peter and essentially trying to, like, this, this is the C-plot of the episode, right? Is just um, Walter struggling with uh, whether the Peter is real or not, and just, you know, reliving all of the horrors of losing a child not once, but twice. Yeah, and for the C-plot, John Noble kicks the ass out of these scenes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know how they keep you know, going back, but they're like, else? they're like, okay, John, you know how you've been playing this damaged scientist who procedurally gets better? We're going to undo all that, and we need you to act more manic than ever. And he's like, gotcha. Easy. Movie magic. <laughs> Can you get me a syringe? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, John, you have plenty of the prop ones. He's like, no, I need a real syringe. <laughs> I'm so, I I really 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 hope that the season four has an interview with the prop master and we get uh, John Noble with the ice pick. Um, oh my god! Talking about it being spring loaded. That would be awesome. <laughs> he, he goes and he's like, "Look, nothing will happen," and then accidentally lobotomizes himself. Oh god! No, no, no. That, that that it's not in the special features. I just the idea of that callback happening in the special features would be just. I know it's never going to happen, but oh my god, it'd be amazing. <laughs> Do you like think the... if we pay enough on a cameo, we could get John Noble to dig up the old French prop master and go through another demo? <laughs> I I don't think so. Is John I Noble on cameo? I don't think cameo? we could pay enough money for that. Are any of the French well, team on cameo? I think we've didn't we, we find about one a little while ago. We found the Observer, Turn didn't it? we? <laughs> Well, so you could talk with either John Noble or one of the observers, and you could have a two-minute conversation with them back in, like, July or something. Like, I, I mentioned this. There was, like, yes. a like a thing that they were all going to. And we decided we decided not to because that's super cringe. The actor was, who plays and it Charlie... Cost us money to be super cringe. The actor who plays Charlie starts at 50 bucks. <laughs> For what? what Whatever you get want. to do? Whatever you want. Oh, John Noble God. starts at a hundred. We're not somehow that is more reasonable to me. That is reasonable, <laughs> but we're not doing this. All right. So uh, now we cut back to the dude talking about his wife. They're at like a gas station or something. Yeah. Yeah, and um, he like he's like, oh, I hope you got money for this. And she reaches into her wallet. He's like, ah, oh, you got a cute kid. Is that your daughter? And she's like, um, yes, it is my daughter. Totally. A hundred percent. Uh-huh. Hey, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, man, uh, that's, a, that's a shame. My wife always wanted kids. I didn't want them, though. Ah, uh, I really hope we can get back together, though, because I love my wife so I much. I sure do love my ex-wife. <laughs> I sure do wish we could get back together and be perfectly happy. Fuck her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he goes in to go buy some stuff, and then while she's waiting outside, a cop pulls up and is like, hey, found that car that's reported stolen. Um, what should I do? They're like, okay, cool. Just get an eye on them. Be careful. They're armed and dangerous. He's like, okay, got it. And then he gets murked. He just gets fucking got. <laughs> and the d- doctors like comes back out. He's like bought some stuff. 
And he gets back in the car. He's like, okay, ready to go. Let's go. And they, she's like, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. And they pull away. And then we cut to behind the cop car where the dude is dead under it. Also, can I just, like, state that, like, this is this observer not just, like, basically a 10-year-old? Like, you know when you're, like, told, like, hey, you gotta clean your room, and they just, like, stuff everything under the bed? You mean shapeshifter, not observer? Yeah, the shapeshifter. Yeah, the yeah, shapeshifter, <laughs> not observer. Uh, Unless that's a spoiler. Uh, <laughs> and this is secretly uh, an observer. Uh, <laughs> if it really is, I'm, I'm hyped. Because <laughs> that'd, be cra- <laughs> that'd be a crazy plot twist. Um. Uh, <laughs> um. But anyways, yeah. No, that just like this is the second time that they've just stashed a body under something. Just been like, yep, good enough. Uh. I I don't think they're thinking th- about things too thoroughly. They're just they're mostly focused on getting the job done. Well, I think she's also panicking because I think she's dying. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. Um. So they drive off to the secondary location, um, and then we get pe- we cut back to the fringe team now, and Peter's showing yeah, off Peter. all of his fancy knowledge that he knows about the shapeshifter's data disk, and he's like, "Yeah, so I've hacked into this disk, and we can see that there's outputting coordinates by the signal, which we can assume is location information, so that'll tell us where they are and stuff." Um, but you know, because I've hacked into this, you got to be careful because they know I've broken into it. They yep, can res- the take time, away our access um, at any time. Ooh. And at the same time, Olivia and Lincoln um, follow up on a lead because you know that that <laughs> at the very least that's that uh, trooper was able to get a call out. So they do go and investigate at the uh, uh, at the gas station, and um, yep, <laughs> another dead body. Yeah. Um, but they learn that um, their abducted uh, person here um, may not be as abducted as they think, or maybe suffering from more Stockholm Syndrome than usual after two hours. Because he's completely fine, in by himself, um, pays for gas, looks completely cool off the security cameras. Um, so yeah. I think spooky. he just thinks, he still thinks that he's helping someone out who needs help. Like. He- is the thing very much does he very much thinks that he's helping out with cancer research right now yeah which uh, hey that's a good enough motivation for him to be like into it i and guess hey, and hey maybe if he completes his research his wife will come back to him <laughs> <laughs> if i could just prove to her no, that finally. this works she'll take me back for sure well no he needs to prove to himself first and then he can prove it to her uh, <laughs> oh no <laughs> Um, so he starts putting together, or they arrive at the secondary location here, and he's, uh, yes. yeah, and he starts, they start doing science. Well, she's yeah. like, oh, look, science we, is happening. we stocked this lab expect, exactly to your research's specifications. You should have everything you need. But right on the other side of that, like, brightly lit lab is, like, standing water in a warehouse. And I'm like, this can't be a sterile environment to perform like good research eh. like at eh. least throw up some tarps eh. science science charlie uh science needs no tarps <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah they get down to work on science um and he's you know back into it you know he's he's happy that he's helping out with the cause um and- um they're they're gonna do this they're gonna make it they're gonna make her cured so that it's all you know well and dandy and he is not thinking at all about how 
they knew enough about his lab to do this, but didn't approach him until now. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, let's get back to Walter, where we get that other part of the, like, <laughs> we get the other part of the, like, TV, TV guide, guide, which is the TV guide. very vital to the plot and totally important. <laughs> yeah, it sure happens. <laughs> Nina's here. Nina's at the lab. She arrived. She's. <laughs> Why do you sound so distressed? Just there's so many other things. <laughs> Walter's making breakfast. Nina's there. They talk. Um, and there's discussion about Peter, but you know, there's no Peter. We, yeah, they talk about that, and then, well, Walter also goes. I've always hated you for trying to stop me. Which I thought was interesting, because, like, if you weren't there, the ice wouldn't have broken. It's your fault. Yep. Walter, as it turns out, is, in fact, still in the denial stage after, like, 20 years. Uh, But that wasn't the body of water he fell in. Yeah, it was. Raiden Lake. Yeah, but not denial. It was Raiden Lake. Oh. That's in Egypt. Oh, fuck right off. (laughs) (laughs) Absolute piece of shit. David, David, if you didn't react to it, you could have just cut it. You absolute garbage human. You're the motherfucker who put a Goblin D's balls joke in our D&D session. You have no ground to stand on, sir. You're, you're three trash bags pretending to be a human. I'll have you know two of those trash bags are floating through the endless cosmos. More D&D callbacks. References to things no one understands. (laughs) No one but the three of us, because those other people who are in the campaign are certainly not listening. Hi, other people, if you are. (laughs) But yeah, Nina and Peter have a, or not Peter, Walter have a conversation about Peter. And Walter's basically like, yeah, I crossed an ethical line, killed two worlds, yada, yada, yada. And Nina's like, yeah, but hey, it looks like you still got what you wanted in the end, despite all the harm you've caused. So, like, I guess there's no moral to this story. Just do whatever the fuck you want and you'll get what's coming to you. <laughs> you yep. Yeah, I guess. Like, really, really. David, the, <laughs> the universe is rewarding. David, pulling Walter. back to D&D, once again, it's that happens, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And hey, let's just skip on to the next scene. This is yeah. Peter, this scene sure does exist. Peter's working on uh, breaking the. Yeah, this is this is where we this is where we learn that the shapeshifters um, that they're that someone's tracking the shapeshifters. Um, well, no, he, he codes everything. This is this is where um, Peter finds out there are six distinct DNA profiles in the shapeshifter memory, which means oh yes, they shift down to the DNA level. Of six stored templates, I guess. So you can't yeah. even blood nope. test as a many finder. as they want. This one just only had six at the time. Yep, there doesn't oh, seem really? to be a okay. limit to how many they can store. It's, there's no limit that Peter states. states. And so then just, this one died okay. after six. And then that means that it'll be pretty much impossible to track them when they get perfected because they change down to the DNA level. So how the fuck do you deal with that? Outside of you know surgery. Um, yeah. And is the answer not just a metal detector? 
Um, probably, like, but like there are people with, like pacemakers and shit. Like, you're right. Yeah, and you don't let them in the you building. You can look at someone's medical records and go, "Do you have a pacemaker, or do you have you know another metal thing in you?" I had a black market pacemaker installed <laughs> <laughs> by a shady backyard doctor. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! There's a uh... <laughs> There seems to be something metal around your like posterior region. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's they were pacemaker. really cheap ass implants. <laughs> you guys are going an entirely different way. I was going with stainless steel butt plug, but hey. Uh... <laughs> well, that's easy enough to check. Yeah. You pull that out and show people. <laughs> oh, no. It comes out. Wait, I thought you said it's stainless steel. This looks like copper. Like it's oh. steel. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's run away from this as Truss is treating the the shapeshifter for the cancer, and um, he like sits her down in a chair, gives her an injection, and he's like, "Oh, you might feel nauseous," and she's like, "Oh God, I feel so sick. I'm gonna turn into your wife." Whoa! And hey, look, he gets a second chance with his wife. And he's like freaking right? out. That's what's happening here. He's oh, freaking out. Geez. He's like, "Why the fuck do you look like my wife?" And tries to like run away. And she's like, "You said you were gonna help, bitch. Now you're gonna help." Yep. This is when Peter oh. starts hackety hacking. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, "Oh, hey, what do luxury cars and shapeshifters have in common? They both have low jacks." Ooh. And Lincoln's like, "Did that mean people can track them?" And they're like, "Yes, Lincoln. Very good." How the fuck did you replace me? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you are? Get the hell off my set. Peter just glares at him. Hey, Link, why don't you come with me to Seattle? <laughs> <laughs> the only state where it's legal business to beat you to death in. <laughs> I like, no, 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 even, even better. Peter's like, listen, th- we, we've actually found three separate shapeshifters. Um, this one's here. Um, the other one is here. Why doesn't the rest of the French team go? And then there's one in Seattle. Lincoln and I will take that one. No, no. Uh, he frames it so that Lincoln is a shapeshifter. And there's one in this room. Oh, look! I we've actually got two in the office right now. <laughs> this one, this one says that they wear stupid glasses and have a shitty haircut. Hmm. Wonder who that could be, Lincoln. <laughs> He's like, what, what's wrong with my hair? <laughs> And Olivia just comes up and she's like, nothing. I just want you to know that I'm here if you need to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Olivia gets to be a little creepy here. Yeah. Because Lincoln's (laughs) not down for this (laughs) at all. Wait, that's later on, right? That's way later. Yeah. Um, Um, But yeah, they they got the coordinates of where the shapeshifter is holding um, trust in. Her name is Nadine Park, the shapeshifter. They know where Nadine is, so Olivia starts running down to the docks with some agents. Uh, we cut there, and Truss is, yeah, freaking out. He's like, how did you look like my wife? Who do you look for? And the shapeshifter's like, you can continue your work, just, like, you just need to actually fucking do it, and you won't be allowed to leave, like, ever. Um, you're doing something for the greater good. You're doing what William Bell never let you. And he's like, okay. Yep. Yeah, I can live with that. You just I just have to do something that can deal with all the DNA sequences that are inside your body. And he's like, this should do it. And she's like, I know enough to know that would kill me. 
So let me damage the one man who can cure me by shattering this glass vial in his hand. And then also pulling his fingers back so much it breaks his hand? Yeah. Like, holy shit. But also, hey, kudos to this dude for trying to kill the shapeshifter right away. Yeah. Yeah. Good on him. You know, you know what his response immediately isn't? It's just, hey, I'm cool with this, but can you shapeshift back to my wife for a bit? <laughs> like... <laughs> I, need, I need two things. You need to look like my wife, a lap dance, and a centrifuge. I really can only do science in post-nut clarity. Uh... <laughs> I, need you, I need you to look like my wife, and then halfway through, you need to change to look like Samuel L. Jackson. Can you do that? <laughs> She's like, she's like, who? <laughs> Who's Samuel L. Jackson? He doesn't exist. Like, all right, universe. let's go watch some movies. We we have to go watch the prequels now. Here's Pulp Fiction. <laughs> no, no, he just knows Samuel L. Jackson from the prequels. No other movie knowledge. <laughs> oh, jeez. He's never seen Samuel L. in anything else. Just the prequels. That's upsetting to me. <laughs> So she maybe she has the movie knowledge and starts like swearing and be like motherfucker and he's like what do you Mace Windu doesn't talk like that. <laughs> uh, Anyways, uh, fortunately that doesn't happen, and instead just horrifying things happen to his hand. Yeah. Um, yep. But it's okay because Olivia and Lee are on their way to save him, and they get into a shootout with the shapeshifter and they save Trust, but oh no, shapeshifter got away. But she jumped into the Boston Harbor, so she might as well wish she was dead. Exactly. Because I'm assuming it's as gross as the rest of Boston. Probably worse. Just like filled with Duncan and racists. <laughs> That's my perception of Boston, is Duncan and racists. I Correct know you guys don't like Boston. Come on. Hey, at least we don't want it to become its own state like you do with Quebec. I don't want Quebec. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez, David, on your two-dimensional axis, it really looks like you do. <laughs> I do love how annoyed um, this is making David. I'm just upset. Uh, yeah, we, we, we get... So the one thing that I'm a little bit confused by, and I know that the answer to this is shapeshifters, um, but they're they're down to they're humans down to the DNA level, right? Yeah. How the fuck is she acting like a vampire from Twilight then? Like Maybe that's her favorite fucking... maybe that's her favorite book. Come on. Oh yeah, I forgot that she like runs on walls and jumps like fifty feet in she, the air. She full wire foos. Like it looks like something yeah. out of like Matrix. Chinese drama. Like I expect her to run up and then go like, ah, you have no honor? <laughs> Balance a toe on the tip of the guy's sword. Like, yeah, it's it's some wire work. Um, my it's response, relatively quick, so it doesn't stand out that much. Like, my response to that, Nick, is she is subconsciously shape-shifting those parts of her body to allow her to do that. And when she's not doing it, they're shifted back. You ever play the video game Prototype? Nope. David? Yeah, I played Prototype and Prototype It's like too. Prototype. Yeah, I, I get what you're doing, but... Hey, hey. Shapeshifters. Yeah. Shapeshifters. As I, as, as I already gave the answer. Shapeshifters. Why didn't you just shapeshift her hand into a sword then? Because <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't Terminator. 
shapeshift your head into a gun and shoot them. None of that. Terminator David, cannot David, form complex machines. Done that. These ones, these ones. Find me a human who has, you know, a right hand that is a gun. Uh, <laughs> and I mean genetically a gun, genetic? not just a gun taped to it. Oh, weird genetic. It's that that that'd be a Kotexafan kid. <laughs> we had one child whose hand turned into a gun. Wait, what? Yes, we were also pew, confused. Pew, 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 pew. Luckily, it was only an airsoft gun, but he's older now. Who knows if it's upgraded? <laughs> the caliber. Last we heard, he was working with the seals. <laughs> the caliber of the gun grew with him. <laughs> he's 89 now, somehow, and has a fucking missile. <laughs> it's an elephant gun. Thankfully, the recoil alone will kill him. He can only fire once. <laughs> so, how is he 89 if he was a Kotexa fan? That's why I said somehow. <laughs> Olivia's like 35 at the oldest, right? That's why I said somehow. Anyhow, yeah, they, they, there's an injured FBI agent and the shapeshifter has gotten away in the water. Um, there's one dead FBI agent and one injured FBI agent who said he jumped, and there's oh, some bubbles, oh, so obviously okay. also, she jumped. Olivia, what the fuck? <laughs> Why, how the fuck did you fall for this? <laughs> so so I was, I was all on board with, yeah, no, they jumped, but then when they load, the, the next scene is them loading the injured FBI agent into the ambulance, and I'm like, cool, so Lincoln's going with this, right? Like, they're like, no, even all right, contain the shit. Even before, the second I saw the dude, like, still alive up there, I was like, he's a fucking shapeshifter. That's the, there's no way. There's no reason for him to be alive and get screen time. Yeah, unless he's yeah. a shapeshifter. But it's, it's fine. Olivia's just talking to Truss. Um, uh, the in- William Bell's line when he shut down his research comes out with some things are not ours to tamper with. And Truss is like, oh, it's my fault that the wife I love so much is dead. And Olivia's like, yep. yeah, kind of. Totally is. I'm going to go <laughs> see about the shapeshifter body they fished out of the harbor. And um, Lincoln joins her and, oh, look, it's the agent that they put into the ambulance. Oh, no. Who could have seen the classic shapeshifter switcheroo occur? Ooh. But hey, the cops find the ambulance. Uh, it, all the personnel are dead. And the shapeshifter is nowhere to be found. <gasps> so David, David, I expect all the D&D NPCs to be just as stupid as Olivia is when it comes to shapeshifters. <laughs> at all times. Absolutely not. That's already been proven false. <laughs> They're very smart about it. <laughs> what you don't know is behind the scenes that are doing shapeshifter checks. Because, <laughs> like, no, honestly, if you were in a world where you knew shapeshifting existed, like, just as a concept, I would be so freaking paranoid about everyone. Well, especially if you're in a world where shapeshifting exists and a shapeshifter had infiltrated your life once before and killed your partner. Yeah. Like, come yep. on. <laughs> like, Olivia should have justified trust issues. Yes. And, and assuming, that Congress, assuming that Congress, like, approved this upgrade to Fringe Division purely because of the first generation of shapeshifters, I'd assume there'd be a very large following about this. <sighs> Probably. But, eh. yeah. 
Instead, everything's fine and dandy. Let's just head back to the fringe office um, where some random agent's going to hand Olivia some files, and that's all good. Peter gets put back in his um, cell, um, and then Olivia goes to Lincoln and is like, Hey, man, um, if you need to like talk to anyone about anything, just let me know. And he's like, I- I'm okay. And she's like, do you, do you want to go get something to eat? And he's like, nah, I gotta, I gotta go stalk my partner's family. <laughs> and then someone comes once up. Again, and... Once again, proving that Lincoln isn't a creep towards Olivia in this universe. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> well, uh, before she walks in, uh, an agent gives Olivia some reports. And then after she's done talking to Lincoln, that agent comes up and gives Olivia some reports. And Olivia's like, you already reports. gave me these reports. And, and she she's walks like, her... What re- she's like, what reports? And Olivia looks down and the reports are gone. <gasps> and she's like, oh, you know what? Those sensitive documents, I must just be tired. And we don't have a security breach with shapeshifters that we just encountered today. Yeah, I, I, really hope, I really hope that this actually means nothing and this is just that agent fucking with her and <laughs> saw her put the notes down and leave them and then was like, yeah, no, you can't leave these alone. Grab them and then brought them back over to her. <laughs> just her going, ignore my notes, huh? Fuck you. Ignore them again. Pre- I dare prepare you. Prepare to be gaslit. <laughs> and speaking of gaslighting, uh, Walter goes in to see Peter and Peter's like, oh my God, it's so good to see you. No one remembers me though. And Walter's like, oh, I see now you are Peter, but you're a punishment for what I've done. You're a temptation and to see if I'll repeat my mistakes. I'm, I won't. I'm never going to help you. You're not my son. And you're like, ah, shit. Well, Peter's like, well, technically, I, I, I'm the alter. The, oh, you've left. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, you're like Walter, so close. I guess this time I have to win Walter back instead of the other way around. Whoa, what a reversal of roles! Ooh. Wow. And hey, let's let's go back to Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, Sorry, where are we? You know, nowhere more specific than that. What what state are we in? The 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 MA one. I want Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Save it, please. There, there's a lot of there's a there's too many s's in it, Charlie. Just let it be. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Well, now you're just now you're. Are you telling me that they aren't that there aren't very angry leprechauns in there hiding in the word Massachusetts? Yes, at all times, and that's why we can't pronounce it correctly. Is that why you have to knock on wood? <laughs> to keep the leprechauns yes. from finding you. <laughs> keep the angry, keep the angry leprechauns out. <laughs> They'll hear you if you don't knock on wood. I oh, that, that still just makes me so happy. <laughs> there were so many things that that prof was just. He was he was great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that brings us to the end of our episode. Man, well, no, that was it doesn't because we no see it doesn't what? what we didn't finish the There's fucking scene. There's a shapeshifter scene. still. Oh, oh yeah, right. Nadine's whatever. In Boston, Massachusetts, in some like whatever. bus terminal or whatever. She injects herself with the serum that Trust made. Hey, look, it works. She's not transparent anymore. And then she pulls out a tri- a typewriter and starts typing, going like, "Oh, Trust located. He made a serum. It works." And oh hey, quantum entanglement on the go. It's like a smartphone, but better. And we get a message from the other side saying, "Understood. Begin preparations. We're sending the others." Dun, dun. I'm really upset that the Fringepedia like you know caption for that image isn't quantum quantum entanglement on the go. Um, that's way better than Dear Abby. I recently. Yeah. Uh, 
So good on you, Charlie. Better, better, better zing right there. Edit it. Oh wait, no, Fringepedia is dead. Never mind. <laughs> Rest in peace, Fringepedia. The, the um, picture yeah. of the shapeshifter running up the wall against the fringe agents reads: Team One, did that Bishop kid mention anything about grasshopper DNA? Over. <laughs> oh man, I forgot how shit these captions were. All right, now we're at the end of the episode. Um, <laughs> Is this how you live, Walter? It smells like the seventies in here, says Nina in the lab. Oh, jeez. No, 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 Charlie, Charlie. This one's under the limit. Throw him back. <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the dead agent they fished out of the harbor. Oh no. <laughs> 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 the one with trust in his garden is formerly was outstanding in his field now just out standing in his field <laughs> oh right. man uh, the All observer right. is behind the crime scene tape as Olivia approaches uh, the first crime scene uh, the outside of the house and the glyphs spell out still ooh yay as in the shapeshifters still around or like Peter's still here Walter's still crazy Lincoln's still a creep <laughs> all of these things who knows mm-hmm. alright David you're ready for the uh, ready for this amazing next episode clue uh, I guess yeah do it so if you remember back to the last episode when we looked when we were out at that power station out there um, if you looked off to the side, there was some graffiti to the side on one of those little like power things. Okay. You know what that graffiti was? Um, shapeshifters. A skull and crossbone. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but, how does how does that relate? There were no pirates in this episode. Because they've used shapeshifters and skull and crossbones before. And Nick needed to make one up. Oh, you absolutely garbage up. person. <laughs> I was going to say, hey, David, remember back to the end of last episode where Peter was in the hospital and he said hi to Olivia? That's your clue that Peter's in this episode. (laughs) But it doesn't relate to the episode plot. He's here. He's doing shit. Barely. He's like, it's Um, such a small part of this episode. Legitimately, though, if there actually is a next episode clue from the last episode, it probably has something to do with either that or with, like, there's there's probably a book somewhere in the background that's, like, cells and how to change them. Cells and how to change Uh, them. (laughs) Uh, Chadwick Boseman being in that episode is a reference to eventually he would wear the Black Panther suit. incorrect. (laughs) That, like, molecularly changes over top of him. Okay, that's so much better than where I thought you were going. I'm not that. going to go down the cancer <laughs> route, you fuck. <laughs> Even I'm not that insensitive. Especially against Chadwick Boseman. Like, yeah, was... goddamn. Fucking Jesus. He was a real good guy. Anyways. Come on. Uh, episode yeah. ratings. David. Um, I don't know. This was a fun episode. I kind of watched it while playing games. I didn't pay too much attention to it. It didn't really... like. The, my problem with this episode is that nothing really pulled Happens. me in that much. Like, it's sort of the recalibration episode, I think, to get Peter back more involved. Like, he has to prove himself to the Fringe team and get them to take him seriously. So this is, like, the first step to that. But the whole... Uh, shapeshifters are so trite at this point. Like, I really wish they weren't doing shapeshifters again in general. 
Yeah. Um, just because it feels like well-tread ground. So probably well, like a three them. for me. Yeah, we've been doing them for like two full episodes or seasons now, right? Yeah. This is, we've yeah. We've been in it since season two. It's been too long. Yeah, this is, this is a two and a half for me. This is a perfectly average episode because I really do not care about shapeshifters anymore, even if you try to dress them up and make them, oh, quote unquote, more dangerous than ever. Just find something new. Especially with the same old thing with them reporting for the fucking typewriter again. It's like, oh, oh look, who are need... they talking to this time? Oh, we need something to stabilize ourselves or like get a foothold in this universe. Yeah. Yeah. Here, like, so my rating, I was flip flopping between a two and a two and a half, honestly, for this mm-hmm. because it is a perfectly fine episode. There is nothing like terribly wrong about it, which is probably why I'm just going to go with the two and a half. But this episode fits in season two. This is not a season four episode. Yeah, it uh, feels like we're going backwards this... with this episode. Like, aside from the whole Peter, not like no one remembering Peter situation, like this would slot perfectly in season two. The shapeshifters needing to do something. And I would love this in season two. Hell, even part of season three would be fine. Yeah. Um, like early season three would also be fine. Um, but season four. No, you, I I believe in you, Fringe Writers. You've, you you can do better. You, you and I both know you can do better than this. Um, and you do completely fine with this topic that you've chosen, which is why I'm going to go with a two and a half, I think. But like, man, there's nothing here that makes me excited. This is not an episode I'm going to go back and watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think this is our worst reviewed episode ever. Um uh, no. Bound. Well, no. aside from Bound and no- Bound, yeah, this is this is the worst and the, one. There's in a, a couple while. season one episodes. It's the it's the worst one in a while. But there's there's a couple season one episodes that we gave like one. Well, to. no no brainer. I think we also downvoted <laughs> heavily to the yeah. point where I think the episode our episode title for it is the no gooder. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, um, it just it it just treads really well worn ground. Yeah. Yeah, other than that, I think that is it. That'll bring us to yeah. our outro. Um, yeah, on, on that note, um, thank you so much for listening, uh, listener. I guess you can go now. Um, we're not leaving your house, though. Um, <laughs> and just to prove that, uh, if you want to listen to us again, because, you know, now you're forced to, um, just like tell your, uh, tell your Google Home or tell your Alexa. I'm sure you got one of those. Just um, tell, tell them to play Four Seasons in a Funeral on whatever podcatching service that you'd like. Uh, specifically, you know, I know iHeartRadio is a great one. Oh, my God. Um, but there's some other ones. I'm radio nerd. <laughs> like Google Play Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, We were at Nick's Spotify. house. We were at Nick's house this weekend, and he had the fucking radio website open on his browser like a nerd. Yeah, <laughs> it too. was great. <laughs> It was not bookmarked. Uh, I don't believe you. That, that, that is slander right there. No, it's just uh, in his recent history. He doesn't need to bookmark it. It, it is in my recent history, so there's that. It's uh, just him and his family talk about being able to get iHeartRadio on their phones when they get a new phone. Uh, hey, my my phone can actually get radio still. Uh, yeah, because you're give a nerd. Because all radio stations also just have a web stream. They also all yep. have podcasts My phone now. Can do it. <laughs> like, yes. Uh, anyways, we're we're all, we're doing a podcast outro. Fuck you guys. Um, what else do I even have to say? Oh, um, forsaf at gmail dot com. Email us there. Um, what else? Forsaf at Twitter. Hey, we're we're on Twitter at forsaf. I'm 
I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm not even going to spell that because you guys have got me out of the way now. Um, yeah, hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't blame Sorry us. for the shitty outro. Don't blame outro. us for your shit outro. <laughs> Fuck you, David. Outro again! <laughs> The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a attribution non-commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license. <laughs>